Google to fire 30,000 employees. Tang Tan, the current iPhone design chief, leaves Apple and blood delivery drones. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the top stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who want to keep an ear out for the latest developments in the AI universe. I'm Miles Dillon and I've been studying AI since 2014. And this quick podcast keeps you informed and educated about the changes and opportunities coming to our working environment brought about by artificial intelligence. Sundar Pichai, CEO of Google, has announced that they're going to be considering layoffs of up to 30,000 employees as part of a strategic move to integrate AI into its business processes. This is mostly in the Google Performance Max teams, which is to do with the um, way that they manage advertising. It's become more self-sufficient because there's not going to be as much need for human intervention in the ad creation and management. Um, This is obviously something that's coming. It's something that's on the horizon. But 30,000 people is a lot, man. That's a lot of people. And they already fired 12,000 people last year. So it's 42,000. Quick math. And at the start of 2023, they had 156,000 employees globally. So 42,000 is a big chunk of their employees around the world, man. So it's not just like a couple of people losing their jobs because of AI. It's a large, large, large amount of people. And um, as far as I'm aware, most of these jobs are actually going to be in India. Um, It's pretty serious, these kind of layoffs. And the Google Max thing, just in case you've not used it, and what, I only have an idea of it because I used to do some Google ads for my business. And when you're doing it, you you know they, they, they give you a call after you've set it up. Someone calls you, they talk through it with you. They're kind of like a salesperson sort of thing. And they ask you if you need any help. And they do actually help you a lot. They really help you target your ad more. They just give you some ideas. And they'll give you a call in a few weeks' time and say, how's it going? Do you want to increase your ad spend or decrease your ad spend? It was really helpful to me. But it's just become so much better since AI has been involved. Other companies such as Microsoft, Amazon, Hasbro and Intel have all announced layoffs in the last couple of weeks, which is kind of around a broader trend of businesses making internal changes in the workforce reductions. The impact of AI on job roles in the workforce has kind of been a growing concern in tech communities and it's now starting to hear some rumblings around the way workers organise. I think that's to do with them creating sort of trade unions but um you know it is this is a really negative sad story for me to start off on and i don't really see any way of us going backwards with ai um it makes me think of the luddite protests in the 19th century in britain and how the weavers in yorkshire and derbyshire um, broke into the factories the hand weavers broke into factories to destroy the new machinery that was doing the weaving faster than them and obviously causing unemployment at the start of the Industrial Revolution. Like it really spread very quickly and there were widespread riots throughout the UK or in in England, Great Britain. And, you know, it did have an impact for a few years, but this kind of change just doesn't stop and it just moves forward. And I don't really know what the solution is, but I do know that for sure 
the world is in a much better place now than it was in 1812. And I'd much rather be alive now in this AI revolution than be a person who was alive in 1812 in the Industrial Revolution, because I just think that was an awful time to be alive back then. So I, I sort of feel overly, generally, there will be some pain, but I feel like positive about the changes that will cause and the new jobs that AI will create. Tang Tan, the vice president of product design at Apple, he's been there for ages, is leaving the company in February 2024. He is going to be joining the design firm Love From, which is led by Johnny Ive, the other former design chief for Apple who left a long time ago. Um, Johnny Ive is like the iconic designer, probably have more impact on technology um, the look of technology and the feel of technology over the last couple of decades than anybody else. Johnny Ive designed the iPhone, the iMac, the iPod, and the guy who's leaving now, Tang Tan, he was the guy who was behind the AirPods and the Apple Watch. So these two like heavyweights are like going in. And like I said before, they're teaming up with Sam Altman, who is a CEO of OpenAI. OpenAI own um, ChatGPT, they operate ChatGPT. And these guys are getting together. And one of the news on the street is that they're going to be designing a new hardware thing, the new iPhone of AI. No one really knows what it is yet. Hopefully it won't have a screen. It will be more intuitive and voice operated. So our lives are not stuck to looking at things the whole time. But stuff is moving forward. This is a little story. Stuff is moving forward. And there are some big guns getting together to start designing this. And people with serious money are getting involved and you know the sort of venture capitalist firms that get in and and fund these new tech startups have a lot of money but they don't have as deep pockets as the big tech firms like OpenAI and Microsoft Google so there's going to be some exciting stuff happening in 2024 in the hardware space I reckon Zipline is a company that operates a drone delivery service in Rwanda, Lesotho and Ghana. Now, I don't know if you ever spent any time in a developing country. One of the things that is a challenge is the infrastructure and the state of the roads and getting from one place to another. Um, when I was there in Lesotho when I was younger, I spent some time there. And um, that's how I came across this story because it popped up when I saw a place that I'd been for a couple of months. And I used to go up to the mountains now and then, like we went every couple of weeks up to visit some friends of the people I was staying in the mountains. It's an amazing, beautiful, beautiful place. But the roads are unbelievable. Oh, my days. Like in the summer, it's OK. You can you can get up there. It's kind of tricky. You need a four by four. But it's a sort of seven hour drive up to this place, which, you know, if it was in a country where the roads were better Switzerland, for example, you probably get up there in an hour and a half or two hours, but the roads are just terrible. And that's in the summer. In the winter, when there's a downpour, it's almost impassable. Like you cannot even get up there. So this company, Zipline, are working in those three countries, Ghana, Lesotho and Rwanda. And what happens is it's not like a drone like you see those annoying people flying them on the seafront or my children have now got like these little drones with cameras and the sound is like super loud and a little bit annoying. I do love you, though, my children, when you're playing with them, you're obviously having a great time. But the sound is really, really annoying. And that was a problem. They didn't want to be flying these drones to the beautiful countryside of these places that sounded really horrible. So they put this um, it's kind of like a model plane enthusiast airplane if you ever see those people flying those sort of mini airplanes around it's kind of like the width of your wing your arm sort of a meter and a half wingspan and it goes in this giant slingshot so that it's sort of pulled back mechanically and fired out of this giant slingshot along this massive ramp that goes into the sky and that gets it going it does have a little motor on it but it's pretty quiet like it's kind of just sort of spinning around 
and uh, like an airplane engine, but it's not. It, it really isn't loud. If you have a look, look at the videos, you can see what I mean. And it's kind of gliding pretty aerodynamically across the countryside. And they can pack these drones with quite a large, um, quite a large box that they can put blood, vaccines. The stories are pretty unbelievable of the documentary that I watched. Um, there are people who are with their small children saying there's no way that my child would be alive if we didn't receive the medicine that we needed within in the time. They were saying that they were a seven hour drive from the place they needed to get medicine from. So seven hours down, seven hours back, like it's a whole day of driving basically. And the um, zip line are able to deliver that medicine to them in an hour and 20 minutes. That is a huge, huge saving. And they can say, you know, from when they receive the order, they've got it packed and it's being sent within five minutes of them receiving the order for blood or medicine or whatever it is. It's a really, really amazing system. And the drone flies out of this slingshot that I was saying, and it doesn't actually land in any of these places because they realise it's setting up landing zones in all of these hospitals. I think they're working with like 68 hospitals or something like that across those three countries, but they could go up to thousands soon. It doesn't land in that place because they would have to set up like a catching thing or a landing pad. So it flies past, drops the medicine by a little parachute thing from not very high. And then the drone comes back round and flies back to the um, place where it's distributed from. So all the infrastructure is in the main capital city and it just gets dropped off all over the country. The time savings on this are amazing. They can do 10 miles in 10 minutes. And I just wanted to bring this story. It's not, it's actually been operating for a year or two, but they've just really started ramping up production now. And each of those sites are doing 500 deliveries of you know really serious critical medical supplies every day. And I just thought this is a lovely story of seeing how future tech is really impacting people's lives and making a massive difference in places where the infrastructure isn't going to catch up that quickly, but they can use this stuff to overcome those kind of problems. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. Hit me up, man, if you've got any ideas or stuff you want me to talk about. Um, the other thing is I'm speaking at a conference on Tuesday about AI. It's called Stronger Network. If you're interested, you can Google app. Don't think it's very expensive to attend. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you. Like, subscribe, share, all of that. Bye.